Rugby League fans, welcome to the NRL Back 3 podcast. Coach LJ and Squid here bringing you bents from the week that was and of course the week ahead. Now we just had round five and Jesus boys did some of those teams get exposed over the weekend. But before we get to that, LJ mate, how was your weekend? Mate, I think I'm in love. I'm in love with the shower beer. Honestly, fucking loved it. Loved it so much on Friday night. I decided, fuck it, I'll have a whole box. Actually started running out of warm water towards the end, except for one time. I was like, fuck, it's warm all over my feet. I realized I was just standing in the shower and pissed all over myself again. You know what? It's made me think. Of all my favorite beers, how would I rank them if I had to fuck, kill, or marry one? So straight off the bat, marry a shower beer, fuck an airport beer, and kill a warm beer. What about you boys? Oh, it's an easy one, mate. Exactly the same. I wasn't born in Europe, so I don't even know warm beer existed. <laughs> well, I've got something a little bit different. And if it was up to Squid, he would be fucking a free beer, marrying a cold beer, and killing all those 0% motherfuckers that are out there wasting up shelf space. <laughs> Ooh, that's fair point, fair point. What'd you get up to over the weekend there, Squid? Well, boys, just want to start off. Thank you, LJ. That's how we should be kicking off potties with some great fucking beer yarns, or barns, as Kosh would say. But for me, lads, kicking on from last week's bender, Squid had his own triple header over the weekend. Wink, wink. But you got to love finding new watering holes to drink and watch the footy. This week, I ended up at the old classic Ranui RSA. And boy, there are some creatures that come out from dark places there. The kind of people that just want to make you curl up in the fetal position. I think collectively, I counted one set of teeth. Mate, I wouldn't go around fetal positioning around there, though. <laughs> oh, no, def definitely made me cry myself to sleep once I got out of that place. Oh, mate, the only reason they've got no teeth is because the beer's so cheap. Fuck, I love a good RSA. <laughs> how good. But speaking of how good, boys, for this week, for Squid, it is SJ, boys. Fucking SJ. That penalty for me to finish off the comeback from the Waz against LJ's Sharks. Oh, the boys were all but gone, but managed to fight back off their deathbed. SJ is having the best start to a season in a long time, and it's just got me fizzing. Pretty sure it's due to some of those fake fans. <coughs> Kosh, Kosh, lighting the load <laughs> off this man's shoulders and no longer being fans. Oh, shit. It was a good game. It was a good game. I'll give them that. Don't know if it was more that the Sharks lost the game or the Warriors had a bit of that magical resilience dust that Woo! the commentators <laughs> keep commentating on. And uh, yeah, they got away with a fantastic win. They kept saying it was one of their top 10 wins of all time. Don't know about that, commentators. Not sure about that. But boys, how good for me was Taruva's little grubber and chase after an epic passage of play in the 35th minute during that Panthers-Raiders game. I reckon every single Penrith Panther player touched the ball in during that set, but it was the finish that was the standout. This young kid's got balls of steel and hindsight to boot when he faked a run back towards the middle of the field and then decided to straighten up and grubber straight through the guts. Oh, mate, it was beautiful. Amazing touch from a winger and probably try the round. How good. You gotta love how most of these try of the rounds just turn up where they throw it to everyone and someone's like, have we thought of kicking it? And someone just kicks it and scores. Gone through 20 hands, everyone's like, oh fuck, I don't know how to kick. And Taruva's like, boys, get on my back. I got this one. <laughs> it's like when you're doing like those under six, under sevens trainings and like you got to go through every set of hands and once you've had the ball and passed it, you sit on the ground <laughs> and it gets to the finally the last person. He's like, well, fuck, I've, last option is to kick it. That's all I can do. 
Oh, well, boys, call me KFC because I'm going to have to double down on how good those warriors are. Woohoo! Yeah, Talk about resilience. Talk about SJ. Up the waz, boys. Fucking fantastic effort by the boys in the weekend. Definitely deserve the spread at halftime and after the game. You know what? I'm going to have to say it. Pukan is up. Woo! Yeah. Yeah, speaking of spreads at halftime there, LJ, I actually heard news that they had Marmite in the sheds, whereas the uh, the Sharks, they added Vegemite. So that was the difference there i think very controversial that is the real difference maker word coming out of the sheds they refused to play and they weren't going to put up any more points and 30 was the max until they got their marmite back so thanks ladies in the kitchen (laughs) (laughs) oh good Oh, well, boys, that was a fantastic round of footy. Got to say, that was awesome. So many good moments, but we basically collected the top three. But speaking of things that are good, let's head on over to our sponsor of the week for this week. Oh, damn, it's sponsor of the week. Dollar bills, y'all. Come on now. Testicles. We've all got them, and you got to keep them warm. This week's NRL Back 3 podcast is proudly brought to you by Teddy's Westy Testy Warmers. Starting up as a small-time friends and family-only business back in 2006, Teddy decided it was time to grow some last winter and take his handcrafted hobby and turn them into mass-produced, machine-made masterpieces. This year, due to an unseen mishaps with his 1 million units projection in 2002, Teddy's taking a slash to all his prices and selling these babies at a hefty discount. Usually retailing at $50 per sack, if you mention the NRL Back 3 podcast, you'll keep your balls sweaty for only $13.99. Available in a range of colours and patterns such as Been A While Blue, Bourbon Brown and the all new Squid Sack Black, your nads will be spoiled for choice when it comes to slapping one of these bad boys on your credit card and into your pants. Now shipping more further east than ever before, Teddy's Westy Testy Warmers ain't just a Westy thing, they can be a you thing too. Teddy's Westy Testy Warmers. If they ain't smug, buy them a rug. Oh, Coach, absolutely beautiful sponsor of the week. And I'd have to say that I've got a bit of a weakness for the squid sack black colour. They brought it out for you, brother. They brought it out for you. When are you doing that marketing tour, by the way? How are you going to fit that in with the podcast? Oh, mate, we've actually planned it to perfection because, you know, you really want to be wearing these um, sack warmers coming up into winter. So, mate, as soon as the sun goes down, it starts getting a little bit colder, you know, I'll be uh, roughing those around my... uh... But, you know, when the sun's down and sacks are up, the boys just put in the effort and you just go the extra mile. But don't worry, I'll still be here week in, week out, lads. Oh, champion. Some say you might look a little more toasty than the rest of us on this podcast. (laughs) And people who don't buy them are Muppets, which, speaking of which... Let's head on over to Muppet of the Week. NRL Back 3, Muppet of the Week. Well, surprise, motherfuckers. We have a Knights player who is up for Muppet of the Week. Now, the surprise isn't because the Knights player has won this, but the surprise that it's taken five fucking weeks for the Knights players to win this award. And that lucky player is fullback stud Lockie Miller. He was running backwards as holy moly Olokawatu was steamrolling through the defense, making a huge break from about halfway. Now this is where Lockie starts backpedaling like you've never seen. Starts lining up the other defenders yelling, yours, 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 and he kept backpedaling so much he ended up on the dead ball line, and Olokawatu dives over and scores probably the easiest trial placement he's ever had. Rumor has it Lockie was looking for his misses in the crowd, just like the NRL back three was. But mate, you've got to know where the trial line is. We actually asked Lockie what happened, and here's what he had to say about it. 
I thought he had stuffed up, to be honest. I thought, this bloke has put it 10 metres short. And then I looked around and thought, oh no, this isn't good. Oh, and you know after that interview we gave him stick, but it's good to hear NRL players reaching out to the NL Back 3 podcast. Uh, fantastic. But you know what, boys? The best part about this was that it was actually a double whammy, as Lockie has also received himself a steady nomination for most awkward moment. But absolute gold, fellas. Four minutes in, he looked scared as shit, and there was no way he looked like he was going to make an effort to make that tackle. <laughs> but speaking of steadies, listeners... Don't forget to tag the NRL Back 3 podcast in any funny shit that you see over the weekend that may grab our attention and a nomination for a steady at the end of the season. Now, moving right along, boys, we've actually got ourselves a brand new segment. I thought of this one through the weekend and, oh, you just can't go past it, but let's roll that jingle. Hi, kids. It's time for Badger's Bullshit Call of the Week. Uh-oh. Looks like they've done it again. That's right, this new segment is called Badger's Bullshit Call of the Week. Oh, you know we got ourselves a new mascot now. Oh, heck yes. But boys, this one, it had to be Nakore getting sent off for 10 minutes after an accused hip drop on Talakai. First off, it's fucking Talakai. But also, if you watch the tackle in full speed, which I went back and did like 10 times, Nikore comes out sprinting out from the scrum and makes the tackle to help stop this 18-wheeler and is driving his shoulders in with the tackle and doesn't change his downward momentum at all and certainly doesn't make a dropping action. He's kind of more just dragged back by Talakai as he's such a fucking unit. It was a quick tackle and definitely didn't deserve to be pulled back, let alone Murata being sent for 10. To be fair though, Fanukin was sent off for a similar incident later on. Uh, I think it was about five minutes to go. He had a bit more of his body on the leg and a bit more of that downward pressure, but I still don't think it was a send-off offense. And, uh, you know, it's just the minimal of margins that can result in this tackle. But when it's at full speed, it's pretty hard to miss it. So, I don't know. What do you guys think? Got to think that both of these weren't what the hip drop was all about. The hip drop is that person coming in and then dropping all their weight down on their legs to bring them down where you hit it right on the head. Talakai was running and he tried to pull him down. And then even Fanukin got stepped and swung around as he was trying to tackle and just found it. I couldn't believe they were actually hip drops. I was surprised they got penalties, but I know Fanukin's already taken it, so he's gone for three weeks. And I think Nakore might be fighting it, but oh, you hate to see it. Bring back the chicken wing. There was actually one in the next game as well. I think one of the Bulldogs or the Cowboys players got sent off for 10 for doing a pretty similar thing as well. So I don't know. I'm not sure about these calls from these referees. I think it's a bit bullshit. Oh, God, it's the old Magic Round Sinbinathon all over again. <laughs> and this is the thing when these refs make a mistake on the field is like they've got to stick with that throughout that game because whether it's right or wrong call, that's they've set the precedent. So that's what they have to do. And like, you know, if it's something that's going to be close, whether it's deemed illegal or not, they just end up having to stick with it. And it kind of just actually makes them look worse. All I know is that Melbourne created it. They've been practicing it at training. So if you rub them off or rub them out, get rid of this tackle altogether. Wow. Uh, Melbourne, you say. I wonder who Fanukin used to play for. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> You know what, we got to stop looking at these hip drops and really start looking at these fucking Knights teams. Because in the weekend, they got a 90-minute draw. Now, no one wants to see that. The pundits don't want to see that. The people at the stands don't want to see it. They want to see Lockie Miller's girlfriend, and that's it. I think it's just really unfair that that ref just didn't decide to call the game in 70 minutes in. Instead, made them play 80, made them play 90. It was terrible footy all round, and we couldn't watch the second game until it was done. So it's just disappointed, NRL. Just disappointed. 
Mate, if you want to go see a 90-minute draw, you may as well go watch soccer. <laughs> 100%, mate. 100%. Boring as batshit. Best thing about it was that uh, Muppet of the Week effort from Lockie Miller. Hmm, these ref calls are starting to concern me. And do you know what else is very concerning? Our next segment. Let's go head on over to Cause for Concern. Boys, no doubt we're about to touch on this on our next segment, but holy shit, I am concerned about the Broncos, and they have won five in a row. I had them in my top eight at the end of the season, but definitely not in the top four, let alone top of the table. These guys are one of my top two most hated teams in the NRL, and in all honesty, I can't see who might step up and put them back in their place. Most would think it's the Panthers, but they're kind of been hot and cold this season, and in fact, I reckon most teams have been hot and cold. I have got a hot tip for any team who is willing to listen, and that is to expose Reese Walsh. Come on! I'm not going to get on a ramp, boys, so don't worry, but... Fuck, his defense sucks. And that was proven again over the weekend against the uh, the Tigers, I think they played, where both tries, he was at fault. The first one being he was basically jogging back into position and they scored a try right when he wasn't there to defend. And then on the line, his inability to tackle where he just let the defender go straight over top of him. It's, it's the proof is right there, guys. Now, I'm not an NRL coach and she's not hard homework, boys, but if I can see it, surely these geniuses in the NRL can see it as well. Oh, just, yeah, like you say, mate, it's not that hard to fucking see. Uh, he's not even that good. He gets a little bit lucky on attack, kind of gets Payne Haas to do all the hard work through the middle and then just pops up like a fullback should be doing his job. And then I still don't think he's actually completed a tackle this year. But not that I watch a lot of Broncos games like yourself, mate, but oh, fuck, it is cause for concern, absolutely. But my cause for concern is the Dolphins. And the reason is they have gone and done a fucking Warriors on us. They turned us all fins up, baby, and we believed the hype, and we brought into them, and then dum-dum-dum. Back-to-back losses, a bunch of injuries to key players, and it doesn't look good from here. They got a hiding from the fucking second bye, for Christ's sakes. Oh, wait, hold on, that's a typo. They got a hiding from the fireless dragons. If that doesn't tell you anything, then I don't know what will. Be interesting to see how they go over the next couple of weeks, but we all might be fins down by then. Yeah, mate, hard to believe, but they got flogged by the frickin' dragons. They even let Ben Hunt run one through the middle and across the line, straight up the guts, and that says a lot. So they did get exposed over the weekend, and I seriously can't believe it, because these fins, they're looking more like Free Willy right now. Well, speaking of Free Willy, if we listen to that old ancient proverb, when the fins go flaccid, the flaccid gets going, and I'm gone. And for me, the cause of concern is that there is no Sharks game this weekend. It's a fucking long weekend where I plan to drink many, many beers. But alas, I have to cheer on my other teams, which currently with flaccid fins, no holes in the lassos, and toothless Sharks. It just leaves me with the Warriors. I'm a one-team man now. I'm a one-team man. This is what it feels like. <laughs> well, talking about things that are going up and down, let's head on over to the Dolphins' favourite section, Ladder Talk. Ladder Talk. Oh, fuck me days, boys. Talking point for at least a week. As Coach said, who gives a shit about the Broncos? It's all about second place was. We never know how long their streak can go for, so I'm here for it now. Second place. Not many would have expected this after five rounds into the season, but here we are fucking our lads. Let's go near Warriors. And I'm sure some other teams are doing all right too. LJ. Oh, Squid, you got me all fired up on my one team for the season. <laughs> yeah, let's go the was. 
But for me, for ladder talk, I've decided to highlight two teams. One team where they get shame of the week, which this week is off to the eels. Shame. 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 Just for getting that one win and then going right back down the fucking table where you belong. And my highlight of the week is, oh, we've touched on it already. It's close to the heart. It's close to the line, Red. It is the Waz. They got another win. We need to talk them up so they can get double the love like four squid stags. Back to back to back to back in the showers. Woo, I'm a bit spent. Coach, what about you? Well, boys, you know what this section needs. <clears throat> and that is the ninth watch. Hilariously, <laughs> after getting themselves a win on the bye, the Titans have jumped back up to ninth place for the second time this season. Rumour has it that the team know they are no chance at getting a premiership this year, but they heard about what we're doing here on the NRL Back 3 podcast and wanted to give the Dragons a run for their money and take out Commander of the Ninth Watch at the end of the season. Oh, you love it. Fucking well played, Titans. Like, you're here just to make the numbers up. And if you can just take an award away from the Dragons, whatever it is, even if it's the ninth award, fucking well played. I might like you a bit more now. It's quite funny because, like, obviously at the end of the year, we do the steadies, and this is a steady outside of the steadies, but we'll be awarding it during the steadies. So this is actually probably going to get me more excited than the Premiership. Not going to lie. we got the Dragons already on two. We got the Titans on two, and I think the Storm are the fifth team on one point. So I'm fucking excited. We're going to hear about this all season, guys. I hope the listeners are excited as I am. You're excited. Feel these nipples. <laughs> well, LJ, speaking of nipples, let's head on over to my favorite segment, Super Coach Corner. Because he's a Super Coach, Super Coach. He's Super Coach, well, speaking about nipples and boobs, I got a few chicken breasts <laughs> on the chicken train again, baby. That is 3-0 and and actually destroyed the spoon favorite Dallin in the weekend. Okay, the new buy. He is the buy of the round at the moment. I mean, if he wants to change that, he could, you know, listen to Squid, do some tips and sit on the outside looking in. But this week, I have young Oliver Twist on the chopping block and taking it to the sack lunch. He is a bit of a dark horse for this comp, so I have to watch this one, but predicting it now... 4-0, baby. More chicken. Shit, I might be obese by the end of the season eating all this chicken. What about you, Kosh? Well, boys, I managed to pick up another win over the weekend, so I was absolutely stoked. I didn't really get to manage my team over the weekend as I was too busy, basically, emceeing a festival up in the Hunter Valley, actually. It was uh, Matty Johnsville, and we're actually drinking in his beers from uh, Steel City, fed uh, birds of Tokyo Steel City, Matty Johnson's beer. That's, yeah, a little claim to fame there. But um, fuck, boys, holy Jesus, what the fuck happened to Mitch Kenny? Oh, my God. Who's Mitch Kenny? <laughs> this dude was meant to be my golden goose, my little secret weapon, my coupe de gras. But fucking hell, what the hell seriously happened? Fear the dude only played about 60 minutes, but mate, the Panthers scored 100 tries over the weekend, and you're telling me that you didn't have a single fucking hand in any of them? Dude, come on, mate. Step up your game this weekend, or I might have to cut you loose, mate, and trade you the fuck out. Because seriously, man, you got like, fuck all. Could not believe it when I saw my score. From a fellow chicken winner, I'll throw you some free little nuggets. Cut Mitch Kenny. He's only going to play 50 to 60 every week because they keep putting a reserve hooker on the bench and Sonny Luke is back from injury. So he'll be there eating up some of those minutes. I, I did see that when he went off, Tyrone Peachy went and got a try underneath the post and it did make me cry a little. Not going to lie. Oh, Tyrone Benchy. What about you, Squid? How you going? Well, boys, Squid had some chicken and he liked it. Um, nom, 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 nom. 
Starting my run a bit earlier than expected, but we all know it was coming. I was meant to give everyone two weeks notice, but surprise, surprise, motherfuckers, Squid is on the way. And in the Super Coach Ninth Watch, we have the one and only Squid. Get it, you champion. Now, we picked up his first win off uh, one, of the, one of the lowly bottom dwellers in saddlebags, you know, 15th place. But just to give the boys a little bit of confidence, and if that wasn't quite enough, We've uh, set ourselves up with a nice draw, and we've got It's Our Year Raul in 16th spot. So, you know, pick up some of the lowly pegs, but you do whatever it takes to get a couple of wins. Watch out, boys! <laughs> oh, you got to love it. you got to love the enthusiasm. But things that we also love is, of course, TAB time. So let's head on over there right now. So, boys, we missed out on Thursday Night Footy again. It's almost like they put the best matchup on Thursday or something. But enough about that loser talk, because it's time to win this week. So first off, we're going to the Storm versus the Roosters on Thursday night. It is Harry Grant versus Brandon Smith, the cheese himself. He's aged a bit, like a bit of parmesan, so I'm going to lock in the cheese, aka the Roosters, to take this one out. Who have you got, Coach? Yeah, mate. Well, even with Jerome Hughes back in the side for the Storm, I just don't see them winning this one. So I'm also going to go the Roosters, but fuck, who knows, man. Munster could uh, come out firing now that he's got his half-partner back, but I'm going to lock in the Roosters. Oh, well, boys, I know there's a couple back in that Storm team, but I'm really liking the Roosters this year, even though one of my most hated walkers are in there, Sam Walker. But, you know, big fan of the cheese. Cheese is a big fan of the show. So I just got to give that little bit of mutual respect. I'm just going to have to step in and stop you there, Squid. Um, when it's already decided with two roosters, you get five seconds max. So <laughs> Squid's picking roosters. <laughs> just like the Butcher Brothers, mate. You butchered this one up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all signs are pointing to the roosters. <laughs> and fair play, we'll give you the first one for Bulldogs vs. Rabbits on Friday. So there you go. Rabbits. <laughs> oh squid safe and speaking for the rest of us on frisky friday also known as good friday bulldogs rabbits i'm locking in a bit of mongrel and i'm backing the doggies who you got coach oh well the doggies they were looking pretty sharp over the weekend old joshy reynolds was bloody hyped when maddie burden got that uh, massive kick over but um boys i'm gonna have to go with my heart on this one i'm gonna go the rabbits i think they can beat the bulldogs but only just. But uh, anyway, another Friday night game, though, is the Cowboys versus the Finns, the biggest blockbuster Queensland derby that any team has ever existed in. And I'm going to lock in the Cowboys. Well, boys, if you aren't frisked up at this point, we've got the Queensland derby on a Friday night. What more could you want? We've got all the Fs, none of the Cs, so it's got to be Finns up all the way. Let's go, Dolphins. You've got to come back, surely. Obviously, Squid hasn't been listening to the podcast because it is Flaccid Fins Friday and they have got nothing. They've got Cody Nicarima starting at six. So with me, that has got to put the Cowboys on watch and they're going to lock this one in. Yeah, and the big one about this one, boys, is that my boy Felicia Gafusi isn't playing again. So he's out for another few weeks. So um, yeah, I'm glad that the, uh, the Cowboys have locked this one in. Speaking about locking something in, lock this one in your diary. Sadly, it is not a top-of-the-table class because the Panthers aren't there, but it is Panthers versus Eagles. Now, Nathan Cleary's back. The boys are back in town. They're throwing hate around. They're calling people weak-gutter dogs. Oh, I'm loving it. I'm locking in the Panthers. Yeah, mate, I'm going to jump on the Panthers train as well. I reckon they're all going to enjoy a nice $50 steak before the game and come away with the win on this one. 
Oh, boys, this one looks like a no-brainer. Panthers are back in form, back in the top four. Cleary's hit in form. It's all done and dusted, and it'll be Panthers all the way. Well, superb Saturday's going to be done and dusted, but there is one more game, and it is Broncos versus the Raiders, a.k.a. bedtime. No point in staying up because no one cares about Ricky's Raiders. But the Broncos somehow are going to get through, and they're going to go six from six, and that just really pisses me off. But I have to back the Broncos in this one. Speaking of things that piss me off, I have to fucking support the Broncos because goddamn I hate those Raiders. So it looks like I'm supporting fucking Reese Walsh one more time and it upsets me. What about you, Kosh? Yeah, mate, you can guarantee I'm going to be asleep for this one. Unfortunately, the Broncos will come away with the win. It's probably going to be a flogging. And I don't know about this green machine, eh? You know, the term mean machine means that you're like awesome, eh? So whoever the marketing guy changed it from mean machine to green machine, um, they probably need a tap on the shoulder because they've been trash since they've been uh, owning that one. They actually call the green machine because they're always outside of the eight looking in. So they're a little jelly, a little jealous, the old green machine. <laughs> oh, a little lime green, you reckon? A little lime green on the face over there. Well, boys, on Sunday, to kick us off on Sad Handjob Sunday, it honestly doesn't get much sadder. <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> Fuck, we got the Titans coming off a bye versus the fucking Dragons. But, boys, this one's going to come basically down to who wants to be the commander of the ninth watch at the end of the year. And, well, I know the Titans are really, really gunning for that position, but I honestly think the Dragons might win after their effort last week. How about you, Squid? Well, boys, with Saturday finishing with AKA bedtime, I'm going to have plenty of time to sit on my left hand for a sandhead job Sunday. <laughs> I think I'm just going to have to go with the Titans. They're looking slightly better, and they just really want that ninth watch spot more than the Dragons, I think. Mate, this game has got disappointment written all over it. Like one of those sad hand jobs where you fall asleep on yourself and wake up and realize that you did it to yourself. But speaking of doing it to yourself, making me watch this game is fucking terrible. I'm just going to flip a coin. Guess it's Titans. <laughs> so Titans it is. But forget that game because finally we have an 8 o'clock game on Sunday where we can absolutely get... Whoa, 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 whoa. Seriously, we... I don't know how the fucking drunk we were last week, but somehow we got the Eels in to fucking win a game. Are we sure that we want the Titans to win that? Because the Dragons, surely. Come on, boys. Come on. We can't be serious that the Titans are going to be the Dragons. <laughs> I'm not putting money on this fucking bet if the Titans are taking out this game. Okay. Well, I... Seriously, boys. Fuck it. I don't care. I've changed that. Dragons. I've locked in Dragons. How half-cut do we have to be to pick the Eels last week? <laughs> I just don't get it. I was so confused when I placed that bet. Yeah, that was shocking. That was bad. All right, we're locking in the Dragons. I see that we're locked in the Dragons for this one, listeners. Good work, LJ. Good work. But then, the main event. The Sundays to be all Sundays. Something Jesus Christ would rise from the grave himself to watch. It is the Warriors versus the Knights. Now, shit, you've got to see. This is where you'll see if the Warriors are a real team. They've put away some good teams. They've come back. Can they put away an absolute shock of a piece of shit team like the Knights? And put them to the sword. Really put 20, 30 points on them. I am locking in the Warriors, and I'm locking in 14 drinks before kickoff. Who have you got, Kosh? Well, I've got some bad news for the Knights because the Oni Warriors have AFB and he's just going to be storming with one hand out, running towards the try line, and Lockie Miller is going to be shitting his pants. So for that reason, I'm going to be putting in the Warriors. What a fucking game, boys. The only Knights that's going to be getting up is Sir Sean Johnson. So put me down for the Warriors, get in the two points. 
Now, once those Warriors have finished and had jobs Sunday with a raging semi, we move on to Monday, and this is a drabby game of the round. We've got some bullshit West Tigers team versus some bullshit Parramatta Eels team, and no one could really care less. But for the sake of the TAB, I'm just going to have to pick the Eels because I still can't see the Tigers winning a single game this year. Oh, boys, this is 15th versus 17th, and I am not excited to watch this. So I'm just going to go for the Eels and just hope they do it this time. Kosh. Oh, boys. Of course, this weekend is Easter weekend, and fuck me, I thought Jesus died for our sins, because why the fuck are we sitting here watching the fucking Tigers and Eels on a Monday? Jesus, come on, what have you done, brother? I seriously thought all our stuff was, like, off our shoulders, and we get to enjoy life now that you've done this. You've sacrificed everything for us. So, boys, oh, man, this is going to be one heck of a game to watch. But the Eels are going to win this one. I think everybody knows that the Eels are going to win. So, lock him in. Bloody hell, Jesus. What? You, you missed a couple of sins, mate. You missed a couple <laughs> of sins. Well, just a little recap for you. So, the boys have the Roosters, the Rabbits, the Cowboys, the Panthers, Broncos, Dragons, Warriors, Eels, and the Sharks beating the bye. So lock that in for your TAB, and let's make some money together. Fucking sick of losing. Really sick of losing. It's money time. Oh, LJ, mate, I swear this is looking pretty good. I reckon we're all walking home with houses this year. But, um, boys, I've actually got a question in the nrlback3 at gmail.com email. And um, some guy by the name of T Sheens has asked the question, Hey boys, just wondering if you had any fresh content for my next post-game presser. <laughs> well, uh, that's interesting because I definitely saw a certain uh, press conference which used one of our best jokes I reckon we've had all season. But um, LJ, have you got any fresh content there, mate? Well, the fact that they're going to have to be dealing with another loss, I think you've just got to really blame it on the man upstairs. You know, whenever you win a game, you're like, oh, I'd love to thank God for this one. He really helped me through. So fuck it. I like to throw it down. God, you've let us down for like seven seasons in a row, maybe 10. You gave them another win. You didn't give us one. I guess, you know, it's all up to religion these days. Not me. Don't fire me. Tim Sheens, out. How about you, Squid? Any any quality fresh banter for uh, Mr. T Sheens? You know, the thing for me is we do this podcast to bring out some good comedy quality for all these coaches and players to use. But you got to give credit where credit's due. If he, the boys aren't going to put in the good performance, he may as well just give the credit to the boys and be like, oh, you know, we settled for mediocre. We're happy with mediocre. Credit to the boys. <laughs> <laughs> it's all quality. At the end of the day, that's all that matters. Consistency. <laughs> Isn't that what every NRL team strives for? Well, anyway, let's, uh, let's see how his next uh, press conference goes. <laughs> I mean, no one ever emphasized on consistently good. It was just consistent. It's all anybody wanted. So it doesn't really matter the quality of it, does it? As long as it's consistent. I think you bring up a valid point. Like, I consistently hate the Tigers. They consistently lose. Like, they're a consistently easy bet in the TAB. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, lock Tim Sheens down for another 15 to 20. Make him serve his time. Well, boys, that brings us to the end of this week's podcast. We have round six just around the corner. We have Anzac Day coming, of course, super quick. I'll be at that Storm Warriors game. But before that, we've actually got another game at the BBCC. So we'll talk about that all next week as well, right here live on the NRL Back 3 podcast. <laughs> Ricky's Raiders. <laughs>